0: I'm Camille joy the host of the moments of joy podcast this podcast is dedicated to super moms that don't always feel so super trauma victims that need an example of how god can bring you through and for those of you that are looking for a little joy welcome to the show
1: i need the joy
0: Welcome back to another episode of the Moments of Joy podcast. MVPs, I must salute you first, as I do at the top of every single episode, because you make this podcast worth it. My MVPs are my most valuable players, and they are the ones that press play on every single episode. They share, they comment, they subscribe. They um, engage with me on social media. You guys, I have named the real MVP since the beginning of the show. So thank you again for coming back yet another week. If this is your very first time chiming in and listening to the Moments of Joy podcast, welcome. Welcome to the space. You know, I I hope and I pray that you find joy here. I pray that you find encouragement, empowerment, and motivation in this space. I've dedicated this space to moms and for those that are looking for a little joy. You know, we go through really difficult things as moms, all kinds of things, all kinds of weight that can worry our little hearts. But on this podcast, it is my goal to leave you with every episode feeling empowered and feeling encouraged. And I hope that I have done so this far. So if this is your first time listening to the show, I want to invite you to go back into the archives and listen to some of the episodes and see what this community is all about. Guys, if you have not already connected with me, I have two brand new places that you guys can connect with me on. You know, I've been talking about Clubhouse, so I'm on Clubhouse, you know, I have a club now and it's called the Real Moms Club on Clubhouse. We have over 30,000, can you can you believe this, 30,000 members and followers already and people who are joining in the conversations that we have there every week. Um, We talk almost nearly every day there. And then we just started a Facebook group in connection with that Clubhouse group. And it's also called the Real Moms Club. So if you are a mom, no matter where you're listening from, from across the globe, you can connect with us on one of those two places. Clubhouse is only for the iPhone user right now. But that's why we created a Facebook group so that we could still be of help in um unity to the mom it is my goal on the show to provide you guys with true value and so on today's podcast i'm actually going to be handing the episode over to a friend of mine now I have only done this one other time on the podcast. I handed it over to a friend to continue the episode because we were moving from Connecticut to Texas. Today, I wanted to um, pass it over to a friend of mine, Ms. Diane Speaks, who has already been on the podcast before. But I had a meeting with her about succession planning and legacy building for our families and it was so powerful that I invited her to every platform that I could to educate about this information um, for our children and to just really provide you guys with value because that is the goal on the podcast. So without further ado, we're going to get right into that. Thank you guys for coming back another week in connecting with us.
1: Hello, everyone, and happy Black History Month. My name is Diani Speaks, and I want to thank Camille for the opportunity to come on and discuss a really important topic with you all, and that is succession planning. Oftentimes, this gets put on the back burner because the idea of planning for what may be death feels like it holds a negative connotation, and no one wants to have such a heavy conversation. But when we turn and shift our perspective to the idea of legacy building, this actually becomes a really interesting and exciting topic. So today, that is what we're going to be calling this. This is your succession and legacy planning discussion. Okay? We're going to talk about how life insurance plays a major role in this and how Black Americans can actually use this as a tool to close the racial wealth gap. So. Whether you are well-versed in life insurance products or if this is a brand new concept to you, I promise I truly believe that you will get something beneficial out of this. So just bear with me for a little while and I think we'll have a little bit of fun. So jumping right in, when it comes to an insurance policy or insurance contract, there are three major parts. That is the owner, the insured, and the beneficiary. For example, if I were to open up an insurance policy on myself, I own it. But because it is covering my life, I am also the insured. Never can the same person be all three positions. So I have to decide who I'm going to leave the benefit or money to when I pass away. And that person takes the role of the beneficiary. Now, if I decide to write an insurance contract for, say, my niece or my child, then I am the owner, they are the insured, I can also be the beneficiary, or I can choose to leave it to someone else. Everyone following along okay? I'm pretty sure. So very rarely will one insurance product see to all of your needs. So when people ask me how much insurance do I really need, Don't worry, I'm going to answer that question for you a little later on. So you have to stick around. See, I have a reason to reel you in. (laughs) But to get started on what may help you, I'm going to break down two types of life insurance. The first is term. Term life insurance is synonymous to renting. Now, whether it's an apartment or a house, you typically are going to stay for a short period amount of time. You're not expecting to stay there forever. Right. And what is one major reason why we may choose to move out? The rent goes up. Every few years or so, you'll receive a new uh, lease and it'll have a new amount. And it's up to you to decide is it worth me staying, getting the same place, getting the same benefits for more money? Or should I move on and start a new lease or contract elsewhere? That is exactly what happens with term life insurance. People can have it for a short period of time um, or even as long as say 20 years. But just like with renting, you don't own it. It's not something that's going to build you um, cash or wealth as time goes on. When you decide to get an insurance contract, the amount that you decide on is called the face amount. This is the initial amount of money that the insurance company is agreeing to pay out if or when you pass away. Now, I can say I want a term contract for $100,000, right? That is the only amount of money that will ever be paid out to my beneficiary because that term policy is never going to make more money and change right? Just like with renting. If I were in my apartment and I decide to leave in five years, I haven't gained more money. I haven't earned more from living here in terms of the space. I just give it back and I move on. Very rarely do people actually end up using their term life insurance benefit, but it is still a major and beneficial component to your legacy planning and here's why the other type of insurance is permanent insurance and this can come in three different forms it can be whole life variable life or universal life now we're not gonna dive too deep into those specific types today but just put the information out there so you know about it right When it comes to permanent life insurance, it's a lot like buying a house. It's a lot like owning a house because you own that policy forever and your life is covered forever. Now, what does your home do for you? It builds equity over time. That ownership grows. The amount and value that it is worth grows. That's exactly what's happening in a permanent life insurance policy. When you pay your premium each month, which is the amount due to keep the policy active every month or whatever period of time you choose to pay it, a portion of it goes to pay for the policy. The other portion goes into a cash value that accumulates over time. Now, the reason why we refer to uh, the well-known type of permanent insurance as whole life is because it covers your whole life. You can access that money while you're still living. And this is something that I love to use, especially when someone has a young child, right? If you have, um, let's say a child really of any age, but if you decide to take your fresh newborn baby, who's maybe about a month old now, and put them under a life insurance product. Instead of you having to pay it for their whole life, you might be able to customize it to say, paying it off by the time they're age 10 or 15. But that insurance covers them their whole life. And you can use the money that accumulates over time to supplement their college education or you can use that to gift them during um, their entrepreneur ventures or even for a down payment on their first home. So they can go really straight from uh, crossing that graduation stage to having land and home ownership because you were able to accumulate that money on the side without having to put the full sum amount in on your own. Are you following me? Do you understand why I feel this is such a major component to succession planning? Because it doesn't mean that you're going to have this benefit used only when someone passes away, if it's permanent insurance. You actually can benefit from it and your children can actually benefit from it while you all are still living. And this is why I believe it's going to be a monumental tool in closing the racial wealth gap here in America, because many of us, in truth, may not have hundreds of thousands of dollars to spare to put away over time. But if something, if a vehicle is helping us that we know will be there, well, we're getting that much closer to owning more, making more, and having less debt so let's take a moment here let's breathe and let's review what we went over three parts in an insurance contract owner insured beneficiary two one person may cover two roles but never all three then there are two types of life insurance term and permanent term is like renting permanent is like owning a home i think we're pretty caught up now What's one other thing I want to make sure I leave you with no matter what? That's in most cases, when you take that money out of a whole life policy or rather a permanent insurance policy, it can be tax-free. So this is a great way to make sure that you're setting up a strategy to your succession planning, a tax strategy to your planning, because you want to make sure you and your beneficiaries are able to use the majority of what you've taken the time to save. And how do you do that? By making sure that some of the money is taxed now, some of it is taxed later, some of it is taxed never. Now I promised you, I would answer the question, how much insurance do you need? Well, take your annual income. And multiply that by the number of years you have until retirement. If you're further along in age, multiply it by anywhere between 20 and 35 years. Again, only if you're someone who is near or in retirement. This is equivalent to someone's human life value. It's the amount of money that they would be contributing over this extended period of time to their family, loved ones, and household. And that is what you want to make sure, at bare minimum, you are replacing if that person or yourself were to pass away. Because you want to make sure that your family can maintain the same standard of living if something were to happen to you. This is how the family doesn't have to move out of their home when one parent passes away. This is how you make sure your children are still able to go on to the schools that you've enrolled them in and the plans that you've uh, already set in place for their life, even if you cannot be physically present. This is how you keep your stamp. It's also a way, if we take a moment and consider, what if we had this money when our great-grandmother or even our grandmother passed away? Could we have kept her home? Could that home have been maintained in the family? Now, this isn't true for everyone. Many of you are blessed enough to still have grandma's house, but what if all of us could still hold on to grandma's house while also owning our own? That's legacy. That's ownership. That is succession planning. Now, the other Major component to all of this is do not delay. Get insurance early. Now, earlier, I used the example of making sure you insure your children. For me and my family, we had an unexpected death. My sister passed away when she was 17 years old. And while my mother did, of course, have life insurance through her employer, was difficult to actually get that policy. Also, I'm sorry mom, I'm telling a little bit of the story, she was wrongfully laid off in the process of grieving. So that meant her insurance went away and so did mine because there wasn't an additional insurance policy at that time outside of her workplace. 2020, if not for any other year, should have been A really major example as to why we need to maintain our benefits outside of our workplace in addition to maintaining the ones that we are offered within them because at a moment's notice if we lose that job we lose those benefits so and again get the life insurance that your job is offering but look at it as a term insurance because anything can happen and then it's gone. Make sure that your family has a permanent policy and supplement that with term insurance outside of the employer as well. Why do I say get it early? Because everyone is not insurable, everyone is not eligible for life insurance. There comes a time, given age and given your health, that It either may be very expensive or you may not be approved at all. What is the beauty with children, especially so early on, like I said, a few weeks or a month old? Most times there isn't too much history, which means there isn't a lot of health history. They're likely to be approved at a good and average rating for children. And then you're also likely to be able to Afford it to pay it off quickly. Anything can change in our health. Look at COVID-19. For a lot of people, they may have gotten it and actually recovered, which we thank God for, but it may have also changed something within their health ongoing. You don't want those type of factors to play a role in whether you will be approved or whether you will be able to afford your insurance. So this is what I said earlier. This is something that we tend to put on the back burner. How many people have said, I plan to get insurance? Taken a card of, a, of, of an insurance agent or a financial advisor and said, I'm gonna call you and never did or never followed up. It's very easy to put it off because while it's important, it's not necessarily urgent to us compared to other things. This is why I want you to use this podcast as a call to action. Use this as your alarm clock going off and telling you, I need to do this today. If you need my help, I'd be more than happy to, no matter where you are in the country, I can assist. Just send me an email at info, I, N as a Nancy, F-O, at And that is D as in David, I-O, As a Nancy, in as a Nancy, I E S P E A K S dot com. I will be so happy to engage and have a discussion with you and your family about your options and how you can cover them for years to come. Now, the reason why I say a conversation with you and your family is because one of the worst things that can happen when someone passes away is we're scrambling while we're grieving. We're scrambling to find if there's an insurance policy, where it is, who has it, and who do we call. That is what myself and people in roles like mine are here for. I'm a financial strategist, so I don't just work with insurance, but I'd like to make sure that whatever type of account any of my clients have that I'm sure that someone, whether it's a loved one that's related or not, knows where the money is and they have access to it. That's major. The last piece that I'll leave you with, and of course I am 100% for insuring your children, I am not 100% for you leaving them as beneficiary. Here's why. If you were to pass away and your children are under the legal age in your state, which for many is 18, then the money will automatically be put in an account that is accessible by the custodian. The custodian of that account is likely going to be whoever their guardian is. So if you want to learn the true character of a person, give them access to something that they've never had, like a lump sum of money. It has been heartbreaking to work with clients whose parents I'm sure intended for them to have this money for years to come. And when they turn 18 and contact me, I had to tell them there's nothing left because the person who was supposed to be watching over this for you, accessed it in a manner that did not benefit you. So we want to make sure that whether you are married, divorced, separated, or single, whatever you leave to your children is used in a manner that you see fit. So that is why I say, don't leave your children directly as beneficiary if they are underage. You can always update your beneficiaries later. It's something you can do immediately. You want to keep up with it. Uh, And whoever you leave as beneficiary, I love to have that conversation with. I love to sit down and let them know, hey, this is here. This exists. And another conversation I love to facilitate are your wishes. Because again, while we're planning for succession and we're planning for legacy, many times we don't have a conversation with people as what we want when we pass away. I had a conversation with my mother and she said, well, you know, I want to be cremated. And my sister and I looked at each other like, no, we didn't. <laughs> and so it was, it was great that we knew that then, but that is why I put together a family document that details what everyone would like. And we started making those arrangements. It doesn't mean that we're planning for negative events to occur. We're just making sure that we can handle them in the most peaceful ways when they do because you don't want to be scrambling while you're grieving. Now on a lighter note, I really, really hope that you were able to get something out of this that makes you consider the ways that you can protect your mortgage, protect your business, um, and protect your family because succession planning isn't just about your family, it is about your business, and I ask people, Do you want the business to end when your life does? And if the answer is no, and you want it to live on, then we can also consider insurance policies for your business or the key person in your business who you would actually look to take it over. It's just a lot to chew on, but what better month to do it in than the month of black history and excellence. And whatever your background, whatever your ethnicity, I really do hope that you took um, a great deal from this conversation, although it felt more like a little bit of, you know, a Ted talk lecture, but I'd love to continue with some coffee, uh, virtually of course. So again, reach out to me, Diani speaks at info at Diani Camille, thank you so much for this opportunity and everyone be blessed.